Welcome to the CTC Podcast, where Chase Minifield, Dom Joseph, and Bill French discuss life lessons they have learned as young entrepreneurs in the business world. Join them as they debate current events, business topics, and enjoy a few laughs with their weekly guests. And now for today's show. What up, what up? Here we are with another episode of the CTC Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Minifield. Dom Joseph at, at family dinner tonight. Uh, but we do have a special guest on the podcast today. My good friend, Alec Volzniak. Did I say it right, Alec? That was close enough. It's Bazinalik. Yeah. Bazinalik. Yeah. Bazinalik. We, we just call him Alec. You know what I'm saying? In, in the UVA circle, we call him Alec. But um, Alec, man, he's one of my former teammates at UVA. Um, and he's going to give you guys a heck of a story today. Um, he currently is the CEO and founder, right? Yeah, well, that's correct. D1 Moving which is a successful company that he started um, shoot, right after he got done, right after he got done with UVA, if not while he was still there. So, um, Alec, man, how you been? How was Thanksgiving? It was good. I got to spend some time with my family. We're down in Florida for a couple of days, but I'm ready to get back to it tomorrow. Well, um, did you watch the UVA Virginia Tech game? I did. You know, I tuned into the basketball game, caught that first, saw that W, and then watched the Virginia game. And, uh, you know, obviously disappointing, but, uh, you know, what can you do? Got to go go back at it next year. I don't know who UVA's punter is, speaking special teams, but he's we got a heck of a punter, man. I just started to realize yeah, man. that. Lester Coleman. That this year. Yeah. He, 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 Lester he, Coleman. He's, he's kicking that thing. Yeah, um, he was the first year when I was a fifth year. Okay, yeah, he's kicking that thing, and he's and he's yeah. got pretty good precision. So, uh, yeah, Lester, shout out, man. That's uh, I noticed it. I, I watched I watched the kicking game. You know what there I'm saying? So, so it's all good. Um, but yeah, man, it was a tough loss for us. Tough loss. Um, just can't 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 seem to get over that hump, man. You know that's that's one of the things I usually talk about. But sometimes in life, man, sometimes you just feel like you just can't get over the hump. You just can't yeah. get over the hump, and as soon as things start getting bad, then. Our students, things start going downhill. It starts creeping in everybody's brain. Here we go again. Here it is again. Right. And it gets contagious. The next thing you know, we we walking off, um, you know, in 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 loss again. So hopefully Bronco gets it done here in the next next year. Hopefully next year. But I think he's right there at the door. Um, but I think this was the first time I was telling my dad. I think this is the first time where I knew we had the better quarterback on the field. So I thought I was expecting big things. Um, yeah. Because because uh, usually Virginia Tech keeps a pretty good quarterback. So um, that was my situation with it, man. Um, so you were in Florida for your uh, Thanksgiving break? Yeah, just just outside of Jacksonville. I uh, spent a little time there just for a couple of days. Didn't do too much. We ran a little turkey trot, so I got the legs moving. And then okay. I had a good How- meal with the family. 3K? So th- 5K, so 3, 3.1 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, three miles. Um, you yeah. still working out a lot, man, or no? Ah, uh, not like I used to. You know, Coach E. You know, those those were the days. I need to get back into it. Um, not like I used to, but you know, I do I do a few things, play a little soccer here and there, and I need to get back into it though. That is that is one interesting thing that uh, we might get into once you talk about your story a little bit more. But the fact that once we become once we become business owners and running a business, it seems like it's harder and harder to get into the gym, man. It's crazy. Yeah, no, this, absolutely. There's a little period of growth where you're 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 in it, you're in the fight, and you know you just can't can't afford to, you just can't right. find them hours, can't find yep. them hours in the day to get 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 in the gym. So that's one of the things I fight with daily. And I'm before before the end of this year, I'm gonna 
hit this this last stretch of December, and I'm I'm not gonna miss a day in the gym. I'm going seven out of seven each. There week. you go. There you go. We're gonna, we're gonna start 2019 off right. But <laughs> let's go ahead and get into your story, man. So, Alec, man, tell everybody where you're from, who you are, what you do, um, any type of the the, the cool stuff. Lean into yeah. you know starting D1 movement. Sure, sure. So I grew up in Richmond, Virginia, just an hour, hour and 15 from Charlottesville. Grew up a UVA fan, um, you know, was never sure if I would end up there. Um, played sports, played sports in uh, high school, a lot of different sports. Um, my parents played sports in college. Mom played tennis at North Carolina. My dad played tennis at a small school in, in Washington State. Um, ended up, I was a soccer player growing up. Um Love basketball. Ended up, you know, because I was a soccer player kicking for the varsity football team as a freshman. You know, things were going pretty well. Mike London ended up recruiting me to uh, Richmond. Um, when he was picked up by UVA, he asked myself, Jake McGee, a couple other guys to head to Virginia with him, um, which was a great opportunity. Grandfather went there, had season tickets forever. You know, it was a dream come true. Um, you know, so ended up going there. Kicked and punted for, I was there for five years, you know, started for a couple of years. Um, I was training for the NFL a little bit. It was a long shot, um, you know, to, to get a tryout or make a team or anything. So I, I had a pickup truck in college and uh, ended up starting a moving company. Um, never thought it would be where it is today as quickly as it's grown. Um, but that was, you know, July of 2015. Mm. was moving just college students around Charlottesville just with a pickup truck and then um, was like, wow, you know, I, I guess I could, you know, maybe start a real company and get an LLC and insurance and all that stuff and uh, get some licensing in, in that and move, buy some moving trucks. And uh, so three years later, we're headquartered in Richmond. We got a location in Alexandria for the Northern Virginia location. Um, but we've got, you know, 30, 35 employees. We own eight trucks and have over 35,000 square feet of warehouse. Just over three years later. That's 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 a, a a great story for everybody out there that that's waiting to get something started. Uh, Alec, um, what did you study at uh, UVA first? Say that one more time. At UVA, what was your major? Studied sociology and history, um, and then I got a uh, the master's in higher education administration for my fifth year. Yeah, the the route right there. That's the route right there. <laughs> the, Sociology yep, yep. into the higher ed masters route for the fifth year players. Uh, that was the same right. path I was on. So, um, I guess I guess the, the 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 main thing that that comes in this story is: Did you know that you were feeling a need? Did you see the need? When did you see the demand? Um, or did you just wanted to try it out? And then you seen that the, there was demand there. So then I kept on, you know, going forward with trying to figure out how far I could take this. Yeah. So, I mean, there was, uh, you know, in college, there was demand just because, you know, students were from all over the country, really. I mean, we would get calls from or, you know, Facebook messages from parents, uh, you know, that, that lived in Columbia and their students went to Virginia or England. They said, hey, can you help move my daughter? And then I will I will, you know, Venmo you, you know, app like cash app you the money that we owe you. And so they never would have to fly in. And it was, and then here in Richmond, um, you know, just the, the real estate market is, you know, hot and the economy is doing well. And there's a lot of development going on with apartment buildings, townhouses, new builds with, with residential homes and, you know, commercial work. Uh, you know, people, 
need stuff moved and there's no there's no technology that's going to take over the labor force for moving well there might be efficiencies mm-hmm. right like better dollies or stuff like that but there's just no way i i don't believe that how are you ever gonna when you have a bunch of robots <laughs> moving stuff so i mean it is something that probably will never be um replaced in, in my lifetime yeah. so you know there's definitely a need for it and a continued need for it going into the future that's for sure man and them robots man hopefully they're not coming very soon but they, they'll, they'll be here probably maybe not in our lifetime but maybe in our kids right lifetime. that's cool. right uh, right so uh, what was the characteristics that you gained out of sports that you have you have really applied to your um your business your entrepreneurship journey so far yeah so i mean i think you know obviously we you know Growing up, you learn a ton from sports, being a team, all that good stuff. Um, but I mean, it's the same thing. Gosh, when you're talking about a moving company relates to being on a team, um, you know, because, you know, actually you are doing like a, you know, say it's like almost like a workout, you know, a phys- we're going to go into this house. We need to move all this stuff from this location to the next location. The only way to do that is, is do it together. And as a team, right, you have a weak, weak link. They're going to weigh you down. Someone's not doing their job, you know, out on the field you know, it's going to cause issues. It's just the same thing. when We go in to, to attack a project. Um, you know, if, if the, if the guy that's loading the truck doesn't do his job, then it's going to hurt the rest of the team or it's, the, the customer is not going to be satisfied. So, I mean, we preach that stuff every day to, you know, do quality work, show up on time, work together. Um, you know, and good things will happen. You know, we're, we're growing like crazy and I want all my guys to grow with us. So, you know, we preach teamwork, um, you know, day in and day out. That's what's up, man. Um, I always ask that just because I feel like athletes and teammates um, or sports players are the perfect people to run companies. Um, and they don't really, they don't really yeah. get that. They don't really, they don't really resonate into, and you got to really hound that home. So hopefully somebody listening says, man, I can do it or whatever I want to do. You're going to, you're going to see it through. You're not going to let go of the rope. We're not, we're not people that yeah. let go of the rope. So um, what kind of leadership qualities, man, do you try to embody and try to try to um, you know give off to your team as you as you lead them down your vision, your journey, the team's journey, the team's vision. What are those? What's, what are some qualities that you try to buy yeah. on a daily basis? Yeah, no, I mean obviously, I mean there's there's many different attributes a leader tries to you know take on and different roles they try to take on. Um, but I've always thought of myself as someone you know I, I try to communicate well and communicate out loud. But also, you know, just lead by example. You know, I never want my guys to think, oh, the boss is just on vacation, you know, his next vacation and we're just we're just making him money. Right. You know, I always try to be the hardest working guy there. Right. So when I'm always there every morning early, they get in. I might have already be drenched in sweat because I was cleaning up the trucks or just getting all the paperwork ready. And it's, you know, all the trucks are warmed up for them. I mean, stuff like that. So I've always tried to be, you know the hardest, hardest working guy, um, you know, in my buildings and in my company, um, which is a tough thing to do on a day in and day out basis, but you got to do it. I mean, it's, it's my, it's my team, it's my company. So you know, I got to do that. And then just try to communicate with everyone and check in, um, you know, with each, each and every guy and not, and not try to be above anyone, but really, you know, put myself in their shoes every day and, and say good morning and, and, you know, speak to them every day and really say, Hey, is there anything I can do to make, your day better, your job better, your life better. No, for sure, man. There's always something that um, I think that is it, is great to embody or is, is basically um, a must to embody is the fact that don't think right. that you know, nobody is going to do something for you harder than what you're going to do it. So 
Um, I think obviously right. you started this and you understand it. I, I do have a question for you as far as the fact of this is something that I was listening to a podcast earlier. I don't know who I was listening to, but basically he was saying it's it's always hard for the, the, the CEO and the founders to find people that have the same founder's vision and treat the product just like the founders treat the product. Have you had any trouble in that situation? And if not, or if so, um, how do you try to make sure that they feel like they have the same dog in the fight that you have in a fight? Yeah. I mean, so my mom, my mom, um, has been, has been a good, um, you know, mentor and role model for me. She, she runs a, a veterinary clinic that she started 20 years ago. She's got 35, 40 employees. Um, and she's always told me, you know, no one's going to care about your business as much as you do. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just not, you know, it's just the way it is. But, you know, there's certain things you can do to try to, um, you know, motivate, you know, your employees to, you know, jump on with you. And I mean, that's just small things, you know, incentives here, um, you know, having, you know, random, maybe, you know, a Christmas party, obviously, and just showing that, you know, you know appreciation days, you know, almost like employee appreciation days. And then when guys do a good job, um, you know, they, they get rewarded. Um, so we actually have, you know, we have a small little system implemented. I mean, so the internet has, with the service industry, has uh, it, it can cause some issues, but it can also be positive. And the thing is, this every service provider is in the same boat that they can get exploited on the internet, mm-hmm. right? They can write good reviews, people can write poor reviews, but if a customer goes out and writes a good review and mentions my guys, they actually get um, a monetary compensation um, for each review they get because it can be so valuable to us. So I mean, little things like that. Um, you know, and then just promotions and whatnot. I mean, most of my guys that have been with me, my operations manager, um, my, my best supervisors, I mean, they, some of them started from just being, you know, an everyday labor to now being a supervisor. I mean, giving them promotions when, when they've earned it, um, you know, and then, you know, they'll slowly start to buy into what you're doing and see as fast as we're growing that they're actually growing with the company, which, you know, is, is a cool thing to see, but it is definitely hard to get people to buy yeah, in like definitely that. Definitely, man. Uh- and I guess when I was listening to somebody talk about this, they said basically their their thing was, and I, I wish I could remember who it was, but say thank you and acknowledge good work, acknowledge people for doing the good things. Don't 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 just right. basically almost tie yeah. in what you just basically said earlier. Is don't be on your high horse. You know what I'm saying? Like get down there and and understand right. that these people are in there representing you, representing the company, representing the brand. Um, and obviously right. monetary compensation don't ever hurt. Yep. <laughs> Conversation on never heard of right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they like no, that's that. Dope, man. Right. Um, have you ever? What have been some of the? What, what's what's been a decision that you've had to make that's been a tough decision for you? Um, that you you can recall. And I hate throwing things on the spot. This is all organic. This is a podcast. All organic guys. We don't rehearse. We don't do none of that. But um, yeah, what is yeah. something that you can recall that was a tough decision for you, or or something that was like a pivoting point in the company? um, that you can remember anything, anything come to mind? Tough decisions. Well, obviously we, we make, uh, you know, as business owners and a lot of uh, things going on, you know, we make tough decisions every day, but a lot of the time, a lot of the yeah, time yeah. you don't even remember well, the decision you made. Was it, you just was keep rolling. <laughs> hopefully it was a, hopefully <laughs> yeah, it was so, a good one. Well, maybe more detail. Was it, was it a tough decision to expand or was that an easy decision for you? Yeah. So, um, actually the Northern Virginia location, uh, my buddy, 
uh, actually my cousin, my cousin Jake and his best friend who was working for a moving company up there. I reached out to them. I said, look, I want to start, you know, a location up there. Would you guys be interested? And they, and they weren't really sure. And I said, look, man, this could be a good thing. There's a big market up there, a lot of growth. One of you is already working for a moving company. So all you would do is leave there and we'll talk about, you know, obviously your role and position will be higher than it is there. Um, and they've done a great job. So, I mean, that is definitely a tough thing to do is to manage, a, a, um, you know, a, a business from, you know, a couple hours away, but it is obviously in state. Um, and so, and, 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 you know, it's a, you know, I like working with family when I can. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd say in terms of, you know, a tougher decision, you know, it, it is hard to make that because there's, there's risk and you can't, you know, I, sometimes feel myself, uh, you know, micromanaging things, you know, like any kind of any business owner, you know, and, but you know, there, right. There's distance, there's distance between, you know, that location and where I am now. So, you know, I let them kind of run with it and just oversee it. So that is kind of a difficult thing to deal with. And I'd say, um, you know, making that decision to do that was a difficult decision, but you know, we make difficult decisions all the time, whether it's, should I buy, this is brand new yeah. truck or should I buy this used truck or should we hire this? Should we hire this guy? Should we hire I this guess guy? What kind of person are you? You're you a know. guy that makes a decision and goes with it or are you teeter-tottering on what you should do or not? Well, lately I've just been, uh, mm-hmm. I've tried to make decisions more quickly. Just go with this. You know, thing. and just go with them. But I'd say I'm not a big risk taker at all. Uh, and I've kind of learned that. I like to know I'd like to have more, uh, you know, ev- you know, statistical evidence and a thought through process, um, actually, um, before I make decisions with a lot of things. Is, is what we call I really do. <laughs> yeah. Calculatedness. Dom Joe made a yeah. probably like half what you do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, calculatedness <laughs> is, a, is definitely a, yeah. a great thing. Um, but that's, that's, that's dope, man. You know, one thing that I just heard just listening to you is, that and obviously my company we're we're always expanding like expansion is kind of our thing like we just put people in positions to try to run areas but right both of us have to explain be able to explain and show vision you know what i'm saying like being able to being able to sell yeah. the vision the thought process of what this can be for this person who could possibly you know run that area that's what i kind of heard from you in in that northern virginia thing Yep. Is that, you know, why, yep. what, what, why should time. I leave here for yep. this opportunity? You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to exp- explain that well. Um, vision setting, storytelling, um, all those different types of things are um, extremely important for the people that are leading this com- leading companies, man. So everybody out there, man, listening, trying to start your mm-hmm. company, man, make sure you have a vision and you can articulate your vision, articulate a, a, a story behind it, and articulate how other people's stories can fit into your story. So, um, that's pretty, that's a, that's a great, that's a great topic, a great point to take away from that. Um, so man, um, Alec, um, I guess what, what has been since you first started this? So for everybody just joining or listening or maybe fast forwarding on this thing, man, Alec started this with a pickup truck, started this with a pickup truck that he had at his, at, at, at college with him and basically started from there, man. Um, so what are the positions like, what has been most surprising to you? I know that you guys have been busy and you, you stay in book, but what has been most surprising to you? I know that you, you could never, you couldn't have fathomed this being like this successful, but has there been anything that was surprisingly hard or surprisingly like this right. is more difficult than I expected? What, 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 what do you think? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just, I mean, well, one, obviously, you know, started from scratch with no really yeah. business plan in place. Uh, but I'd say that, you know, the most, some of the most surprising things, I mean, the moving industry in general is a tough, I mean, a tough industry to be in. Um, while I haven't done much else, I think that I, I've, I've, you know, it's opened my eyes to a lot of things. Uh, the general public dealing with them at, at one of the most stressful times in their lives, moving, you know, moving on a whole house, putting on a truck, taking it down the street, cross town, you know, upstairs, doing all that, um, you know, and, and then man- managing employees um, and then meeting customers' expectations on just, you know, the, of the service that, you know, moving companies provide. I mean, you can go online and read crazy yeah. stories of moving companies holding people's stuff hostage because they're not paying or customers, you know, a huge move. They complain about some little ding on the wall when it was 110 degrees outside and, you know, all this stuff. So I'd say just, you know, meeting the, you know, customers' expectations and trying to always um, you know, do quality work and then just, you know, managing guys and um, making sure everyone's getting along and doing their job and getting to work. But I'd say those are some of the toughest things, but really – when when you look at it all, it's it's the same things that you know you see in a big locker room. It's the same things that really any company I've learned. Um, you know, every 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 company's got its issues, but it's just how you guys deal with them and keep great, things rolling. Great, great stuff right there. Do you guys turn down anything, or do you accept everything? That's a question. Uh, try, well, I mean, so I run most of the operations. You know, the calendar just because my vision of knowing all the trucks. Um, I do a lot of the sales as well in Richmond. Um, so I kind of know everything that's going on. Um, I have an operations and warehouse manager. He's still learning everything. Um, but I mean, it's a lot to take on when you're running in the summer, 12, 14 trucks between Charlottesville, Richmond and Northern Virginia. Um, I don't turn down much. I actually rarely do. I try to figure out if the customer's flexible with a with a date of of the service that they need, whether it's packing, junk hauling, residential move, commercial move, um, you know, a senior downsizing, um, maybe it's the football program needs all their first years moved, um, you know, into the into the dorms after camp. We we did all that work for them this year, but I really don't turn down much. I, I try to somehow figure it out, um, and that's a tough thing, you know, tough thing to do. The summers are crazy, the winters slow down. But you never know what never call know, you may man. get. You so, never know. That, that's, what, what advice do you have for for somebody that is thinking about doing something, but they haven't fully committed to doing it, but they 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 are big believers in it? Yeah, no. So I uh, I think if you've got a vision uh, and and you've got the mentality and the work ethic, and you're going to put the time in, and, and you know you're you're 100 committed to this vision you have and this idea, go get it. Um, don't hold anything back. And like I've told you before, hard work works. You know, someone once told me, someone once told me, they said, how, how do you, how did you do this whole thing? And I was like, what are you talking about? Um, I hopped on a bike one night and had a bunch of flyers in my hand and just started dropping flyers from door to door. I was meeting with realtors, meeting with mortgage people, meeting with property managers, all the same things, you know, you're doing with easy turn. I'm sure calling up property management companies, calling up leasing offices, calling up college campuses, and you just keep 
you know, repeating your contact, constant contact, and just working hard and continuing to put that work in. What characteristics will happen? First of all, what characteristics? What are the three characteristics that you embody? um, That you that you embody for yourself, and then what characteristics? They might be the same, yes. But what characteristics do you think somebody might need? That that's like, all right, these you gotta have these three things if you're going to jump into this to 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 running your own business, working for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say confidence. Um, you got to be confident. You got to be confident in, in your idea and confident in yourself, right? I think if you lack that, that's going to be, you know, tough thing to get over to be, to have a successful, um, you know, startup or company. Um, I, mean, I mean, hard work, you can never, you can never <laughs> not have that on the list. Um, and that could just be putting the time in, um, whether it's studying the market of whatever you're, you're, you're trying to get involved in, you know, physically making sure that your entire team is doing what they're supposed to do. Um, and then one more, gosh, what else would it Resilience. be? What would you say? Resilience, man. Resilience. Sure. God, uh, Why not? We'll throw that on there. going to take no for an answer. So um, I think that's extremely important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we, Alec, man, we appreciate you getting on here. I hope, hope everybody learned something from this situation. This is a guy, fresh, young entrepreneur, just like we are. Um, this is basically the crowd that we speak to is young entrepreneurs, young go-getters, um, and see his success story, man. See his success story and see how hard he's still working. So um, I'm about to let Alex uh, let Alec, <laughs> um, go ahead and um, let you guys know where he can reach you at. But before that, um, make sure you guys like, subscribe, comment on our iTunes page. Um we're almost, uh, I guess this is episode 51 now. Um, but Alec, man, go ahead and let them know where they can reach you at, where they can, if they need moving service, where they can, uh, you know, schedule moving services and all those things like that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you can go to d1moving.com. The d1moving.com came from, uh, you know, UVA played D1 Sports. That's where the name came from, d1moving.com. Uh, then Facebook, D1 Moving. Instagram D1 moving. You can Google us. Check us out on there. Just shoot Before we get out of here, man, what is, where do you see in the next five years? What is your goals for the next five years? I see our uh, Richmond location probably doubling in size. Um, I see our, our, our Washington, D.C. area probably tripling in size. And then I, I see potential growth going to uh, Tidewater, Chesapeake, Portsmouth area as well as um, possibly North Carolina, the, the Raleigh-Durham um, kind of corridor first, in there. Man. Rewind this tape once you want in the next five years. Rewind this tape. See, I bet these things are all things that have come to fruition, man. Um, for the gas of the week, I got it. So everything you do affects everything you do, man. And just listening to Alec right now, he's a true, he's a true testament to hard work, um, true testament to if it has to get done, I'm going to get it done. Um, and that's what it takes, man. So everything you do affects everything you do. So don't sit around thinking that it's going to handle itself. Well, I'll let you guys next week. Alec, man, we appreciate you being on here.